0: Welcome to the Bob Siegel Show podcast on the Cross-Global Media Radio Network. Visit cgmradio.com slash bob to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform.
1: Say hello again to my producer, Brendan Thomas. Man, oh man. Well, the earlier monologues, you were getting at Biden quite a bit, but did you hear he made a competent speech this week? A competent speech? Yeah, I know, right? Let's take a listen to it right now.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, sorry. Oh.
1: My fault, my fault. I okay, now was... I
0: have to ask you, the last time we were on together, you were giving your list, and I know you're going to continue it tonight, uh, yes. f- from the worst president to the best, and yes, Biden was way on the bottom, but he wasn't on the absolute bottom. Did anything he did this week move the needle for you at no, all? No,
1: but at least he still hasn't caused a civil war to happen in our country so far, but <laughs> he's getting pretty close, it sounds like. So, yeah, he sure is. No, I'm I'm still sticking with my at least two favorite being Andrew Johnson and James we can. And and of course, if you uh, haven't heard the first part, it's on your podcast. So you can go back and take a listen. I did put Joe Biden as the third worst. Some other highlights. I did put Obama pretty high, and we had a little back and forth there. And by the yeah, way, way higher than I would have put him. Yeah, and by uh, you still owe me the uh, show about George W. Bush and the uh, weapons of mass destruction. Yeah, if you can find that, I will find. Uh, I will
0: find that. I'm probably going to replay it as a podcast. It's pretty dated, but as a podcast, I might issue it in the next week or so.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm bringing it relevancy again by bringing it up again. We were at the top 17 left. I'll just go over the last three. Just and very you're going quickly. from
0: you're going from lowest to highest. Exactly. You're going to end with the president the you liked the most. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So very quickly, I'm not going to go with the pros and cons for these guys because I already went over it. When I get to number 17, I'll go back to being pros and cons. So at number 20, I had James Garfield, number 19, Calvin Coolidge, and number 18 being John Adams. All right. So number 17, we have the other John Adams, John Quincy Quincy Adams. Adams. That's right. His pro is that he was a huge proponent of the country's infrastructure. So today's roads are very, very in terms of uh, starting off in a big way when John Quincy Adams became president. Resident. Of course, our infrastructure has declined quite a bit. Have you seen the potholes at uh, 32nd Street in San Diego? Oh,
0: we've got them out in Spring Valley now, too, where we live. Yeah. It's,
1: it's insane. I've written a letter and they said they'll eventually get to it. I don't get what eventually means, like maybe 20 years from now or it something. It means they wish you hadn't written the letter. I know. So in terms of national government, thank you, John Quincy, but to terms of our local government, let's step up our infrastructure, please. I would hate it, but I think the reasoning behind it is, well, we're not the worst infrastructure in America. We're like the third worst. So Until we get to the worst, we'll be fine. And I'm like, no, that's not how it should be. We are America's finest city for a reason, okay? We should be precluding to that whole nickname. His con for John Quincy Adams, I've said this before in the last podcast, I hate tariffs. I really, really hate tariffs. So the tariff of 1828 was signed in which imported manufacturers would have taxes raised on them. So in this case, it only actually helped the North's economy because the South was actually importing a lot of goods so they can help out with their farm systems that they had down there in the South. So it only helped out the North in the end for that situation. Coming in at number 16, I have William McKinley. My pro for him is while he didn't build Panama Canal, he actually helped set up the plans to build the Panama Canal. And it's a huge, huge contributor to our Navy and the way we are able to import yeah, goods. Yeah, because
0: prior to that, people had to go all the way down around Cape Horn to bring Ex- goods from one side of the continent r- to the other.
1: Right, right. South America all the way around. Yeah. Yep. My continent i'm gonna to have to bring up the philippine american war
0: oh, i thought you were gonna say that he got himself assassinated and that no, was a no 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 i guess you can't blame him for <laughs> i that. can't do
1: that one no no so this one was because uh, he wanted control of the philippines after they just got their independence from spain the country suffered over a million civilian casualties and many villages were burnt down by american troops it is a very very sad thing that we did that philippines is i te- is it technically an independent country still or do we technically own it as a, a, a... i
0: don't recall if it's considered an an independent country or an american protectorate at the moment
1: i'm gonna have to look that up later but as of right now that's my con for mckinley coming in at number 15 is president donald trump my pro for him i decided to use was the first step act which reformed federal prisons and justified crime punishments in year counts so he was able to adjust a lot of these crimes that were like really high in their years he's accused
0: of racism all the time exactly a lot of people of color were very much benefiting from exactly
1: yeah yes exactly and then my Khan, I already said this about Obama's term, but his drone strikes and killing a lot of civilians because of that, that's my biggest gripe against him. Uh, of course, he uh,
0: killed some terrorists, too, with those he, drone he did, strikes. He did, he did.
1: But I'm, I was looking at the civilian count. But I understand. We talked about this during the debate. It's going to have to happen. At, well, yeah, the, you can't account. have
0: a war without collateral damage if you're trying to minimize it as much as possible. You can't that's pass out thing.
1: Yeah, you can't pass out flyers <laughs> yeah. and say, oh, hey, this one is... Okay. Oh, oh, by the way, uh, we're coming over to... Uh, Although that's attack.
0: more or less what the Israeli... Are army's been doing they practice they've been sending out They originally they were sending out text messages to people in gaza not flyers but text messages telling them to get out exactly yeah. egypt closed
1: the border and wouldn't let them get out well, that was a very smart idea i have to say <laughs> coming in at number 14 i have a former commander ulysses s grant my pro for him is that he passed the 15th amendment he prosecuted a lot of kkk members and he even passed the civil rights act of 1875 for so for those that also accused him because he once owned a slave two he won one slave by the way, just one, and he freed that slave immediately when he became president. He really did try to help out the African American community at that time.
0: Well, and people forget it's so easy for us with our 2020 hindsight, but a lot of these men grew up being taught all their lives that slavery was okay, and if on their own they came to the conclusion that it was wrong and wrestled with it and worked their way out of it, there's something to be said for that, and I think we got to give a little bit
1: of credit. Absolutely, and besides, he fought for the North who was specifically about freeing slaves in the first place. So once again, Brain up the fact that he owned a slave doesn't mean anything. Oh, and to he was
0: me. a great general. Lincoln was so frustrated with Fremont because Fremont would never <laughs> advance. And then this may be an apocryphal saying, but Lincoln was alleged to have said it. Somebody complained that Grant was drinking too much, and Lincoln said, If I can find out what it is, I'll give it to the rest of my generals. <laughs> I like that
1: quote. I got to find that one. It That's sounds like weird. something Lincoln would have said. Whether he actually did is somewhat of a debate. I gotcha. My con for him is the Comstock laws, which were basically, once again, limiting our free. Freedom of speech. It would n- not allow us to send mail that was deemed to be obscene. So this actually led to the arrest of Ezra Haywood. He sent out pamphlets at the time that said that women had the choice to do what they wanted with their bodies. But they also arrested the Mortimer Bennett, who was only receiving those pamphlets. He never looked at them. He just kept he was too lazy to just throw it away. But he was still arrested because he had them in his possession at the time. So that just seems a little bit off-putting to me because, again, you're limiting the freedom of speech to everybody, even if you don't agree. Yeah, with we've got to pay title. attention
0: to our First Amendment. Absolutely.
1: Next up, Lyndon B. Johnson is coming in at number 13. My pro, and I bet a lot of you older folks like The this civil one. rights
0: legislation, probably.
1: Oh, I was going to say that one, and the Social Security Amendments of 1965, creating Medicare and Medicaid. My con is his escalation of troops during the Viet- yeah, uh, Vietnam War. Yeah, I months. mean,
0: it started under Kennedy, but it really went to town under Johnson.
1: I, and I don't understand the public was out loud speaking against this war and yet he was just completely ignoring the public. I mean, how many protests? first,
0: but then he chose not to run for re-election in 68 and That's that was true. because of the Vietnam War. A- so A-
1: he left in defeat or what people would call defeat. All I'm saying is I don't need another Bob Dylan protest song. <laughs> hey, we need to get out of this. Don't want no war. <laughs> Coming in at number 12, I have James Polk. For my pro, he acquired more land for the United States than any other president due to the Louisiana Purchase and that was a really and for a cheap price too i would say for the time against france because france was going through a whole economic recession over there at their home country they were having a huge revolutionary at that time and uh my con was that he declared war on mexico to take over mexican land because at the time part of texas was controlled by mexico and i know that whole situation caused a huge calamity because technically we were still saying no this is american property mexico said no we were here first and that caused the whole alamo and then there's people in texas that fought
0: to make Texas its own independent republic yep. uh, with nothing to do with America. Very complicated
1: situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that could make an interesting podcast all by itself. Coming in at number 11 is Thomas Jefferson. I used to love this president a lot, but I know about his situations personally back in the day with the slave situation. But again, he had a lot of pangs of conscience about it, and yes. we've got to allow for that. I know. So he, he used to be my number one. I'm going to put him down at 11. I think that's a safe bet. Obviously, my pro is the Louisiana Purchase. He's the one that actually constituted it to happen and it was James Polk that implemented it more in uh, us actually acquiring the land. The con I have is the embargo act of 1807 which t- banned trade with France and Britain which caused America to lose millions of dollars at the time. He wanted to not start a war between France and Britain because they were already battling with each other and he thought if I was starting to like one or the other when it came to the trade mm. that's going to cause us to get into a war but unfortunately we didn't have an economic stature yet at that time to actually push ourselves and elevate ourselves into an actual elevated country. I yeah, would say.
0: I should say also on his behalf, getting back to the slavery thing, a lot sure. of people don't realize in his original draft of the Declaration of Independence, he called for the release of slaves and the Southern states would not go along with that. Similar in the, you know, he wasn't there when they drafted the Constitution, but we learned the same thing in our original Constitution was going to outlaw and the Southern states said you will not have a union if you don't put this in. So some of the people that didn't believe in slavery felt they had to pick their battle and say, well, if we don't become our own nation. We're not going to be able to do anything about slavery or anything else. So, so. What,
1: were the delegates of Virginia technically pro-slavery at that time or not till much later
0: i know that thomas jefferson although he did own slaves and that was the conflict was personally against it and he was he claimed that he was going to release his slaves and then he never did because he found it financially too complicated but the point is he wrote in that original draft i believe it was some of the lower states like the carolinas that were giving them the biggest biggest problem over it probably in virginia they would have gone along with what jefferson wanted to do because i
1: know washington was a proponent about freeing slaves. I, I try to remember if James Madison was a proponent for it too. But I, I believe to he was. I case. know that the Adam, both Adams and Quincy Adams were both very anti-slavery. Very much so, yes. So, And I had some paperwork on that, but I decided to just stick with my pros that I had already on here for them. Coming in at number 10, I have James Madison. My pro from him is that he held back Great Britain during the War of 1812, which was very... I didn't see that coming. I mean, Great Britain's Navy is just phenomenal in 1812 and us colonists who are still trying to build our army and was able to hold them back at that time. I mean, that's really, really impressive. My con for him, was that he actually convinced Congress to declare war on Great Britain? But we weren't prepared at that time. So again, we were still establishing our economy. We were still establishing. Of course, they were war. attacking our ships, so we had to do something. We had to do something. Yeah. yeah. But that's my biggest gripe because when I get to like top ten, I'm getting nitpicky ish when it comes to these things because they're actually very good. If, yeah,
0: if they made your top ten, they can't be all that bad. Exactly.
1: Number nine, I have Franklin D. Roosevelt. My pro is the Social Security Act of 1935, but I do have the con, unfortunately, and that would be the constant camps of Japanese Americans at the time. That has been uh, listed. Well,
0: Also, we had a lot of intelligence about the German concentration camps for the Jews, and we were not doing enough as far as immigration goes to let Jewish refugees into our country. I grew up in a Jewish family in Franklin Roosevelt that was considered a hero Mm -hmm. because he was a good wartime president. We stopped Hitler. But as more and more came out about his State Department, he's become less and less a hero amongst
1: the Jews. Well, At the same time, there was millions of Jews at the Holocaust and in order to give us millions of people to come over to the country all of a sudden just like that would have been kind of difficult oh, but they could have and
0: done better than they did
1: yeah. I understand
0: obviously they, just like today you can't let every single person into the country but they could have done a lot better than they
1: did and I don't know if this information was correct but from what I understood we let out a concentration camp we were able to free one and what we did was there was a lot of Jews that were actually starving like you can see their bones and everything and we decided to give them a feast like a huge buffet and a lot of actually Jewish people People, their bodies couldn't control that situation we had to actually slowly uh, oh, put that i, I hadn't it.
0: heard this but that makes sense because the stomach would have shrunk and it could only take in so much exactly
1: so uh, another thousand jews passed away oh, because of that under our, our i ISA, had not so. heard
0: that that's very interesting yeah. very sad
1: yeah but we didn't know at the time as well so oh, i'm
0: sure uh, it was good intentions yeah.
1: coming in at number eight i have john f kennedy i put him at number eight originally i was going to have him I'm, at number uh, nine glad i'm uh at least in the uh <laughs> number eight position <laughs> i put him at number eight, just because of your impressions. I would prefer to be number seven, but uh, eight is fine. Coming out number eight, I have them there because of the Cuba Missile Crisis aversion. I have them as the Civil Rights of 1964, and I also want to throw in NASA just having that dream to walk under the moon, in, or not under the moon, but walk on the moon, I should say. And it really brought our country together for that one factor there. Besides racial tensions and everything of that nature, we actually were coming together for this one thing so we can t- say to Russia, like, listen, you're not as good as we are. We're better than than you. we made it to the moon. We didn't have to orbit and anything like that. So that was cool. My con I do have is the Bay of Pigs invasion. That's also been classified in history books as a that very That was not failure. considered his finest moment. No, man. no. Number seven, I have Ronald Reagan. My pro for him is his proponent to the end of the Soviet Union. Obviously with his classic speech, tear down this wall. Oh, I can't do his... Tear <laughs> down this wall. That's pretty good. And I have to say, my con, I'm going to nitpick again because it's pretty iffy i have the reaganomics but i have one specific thing in the reaganomics because honestly if you look at reaganomics as a whole yeah
0: i like i do like it's fantastic i
1: love every single factor of it the issue i have is that there's going to be a huge income gap in the country because of that that makes me kind of iffy about the whole situation and well they would
0: say that if it was working properly eventually that gap would go away too that's how they would try to justify it uh, uh, it was that trickle down theory that if people are doing well then it just helps the economy and that eventually helps everybody
1: right and the other thing too i wanted to point out is that that whole plan it needs time to process yeah so with the amount of time that he had as president you couldn't you weren't gonna
0: see it all come to fruition exactly
1: same thing with trump our economy was in the toilets at that time and as soon as he became president our economy wasn't going up at the time and everyone was like see see he's a bad business right right take some time and guess what i think it was two years later our economy was going through the roof all of a sudden (laughs) we were doing fine and i hate to mention this all the time, but bitcoins and all those other situations they were going up too at the time. the economy was boosting, and then Biden became our president and yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: What a wonderful day that was! Yeah,
1: coming in at number six, I have Harry Truman. I have the Marshall Plan as his pro, which helped foreign countries that were devastated by war in Europe by giving them financial help. I guess if you followed these certain policies, incentives, look at incentives. Guess, yeah. Thank you. That's the word. My con I do have is the Truman Doctrine, which led to the Korean War and the Cold War. In my opinion, in that matter, number five, I have James Monroe. One of my favorite doctrines to ever be passed is the Monroe Doctrine. It is just like a flex of our muscles and saying. You other countries can't mess with us. And I love it to death. That is amazing. My con I do have is the Missouri Compromise, which, again, had more issues with the slavery at the time. But again, it's a compromise. So at least we got something done finally about that situation, even though it was a band-aid over a whole scab wound, basically. Number four, I am starting to love this president. The more presidents we have, the higher the list he might get on here. Dwight D. Eisenhower. I at first as a kid, I was like, eh, he's okay. But he sure was a great general.
0: My con for
1: him, though, is he was president during the McCarthy era and
0: didn't seem to do a whole lot No, about he it.
1: didn't do a lot there.
0: Actually, he wasn't responsible for it either, but
1: it happened on his watch. For me, for my con, I had he that he used the CIA to overthrow Democratic leader Mohamed Masagadeh in favor of Mohammed Raza Pahlavi for Operation Ajax, which caused Iran to have a lot more radical leaders at the time, which also led to the Iran hostage situation. I also have, for uh, positive, he actually implemented our interstate highway system. Number three, I have Teddy Roosevelt. He signed the federal meat inspection and the pure feud and in- Food and Drug Act, that's a pro, and the con is that his early foreign policies that were implemented in the Brownsville affair, which you should read into that, because that is a very, very sad situation. My top two are absolutely no surprise. George Washington's at number two, and Abraham Lincoln's at number yeah, one. Yeah, I would have I would have said
0: Abraham Lincoln is number one. I would have put Trump higher than you did. However, we both seem to like Trump. Absolutely, so, yeah. yeah.
1: So those are my top picks. And uh, well, again- Well, Brendan, what a lot of work to go and research that
0: and put all that together. Yeah, that must but, have just taken hours and hours.
1: It was it was fun doing it and I hope that if you have your own list email uh, questions at bobsiegel.net I would love to hear your well, guys. Well and opinions. yeah
0: and now we have two incredible top lists from Brendan Pink one Panther. of the Pink Panther <laughs> rankings of the movies and the
1: other of the presidents both equally important. That's right. Well, thank you again so much Bob tonight. It was fun being with you tonight. Brendan always a pleasure.
0: The Bob Siegel Show podcast is a production of Bob Siegel and Cross Global Media. Visit us online and subscribe to the show at cgmradio.com slash bob.